All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Haggai. And Haggai is one of a few, a handful of what we call post-exilic books. Um, what you see in Haggai is that the people of Israel, the, the Jewish people, uh, are actually back in Israel, back in Jerusalem after the exile by the Babylonians. So uh, they've been given permission by King Cyrus to return, to build the, the walls, to build the temple, to build their homes, to restore the land of Israel. Uh, and so Haggai follows in uh, our Bibles the book of uh, Zephaniah, um, uh, but in chronology, Chronologically speaking, um, it's a hundred years later from the book of Zephaniah. And so what happens in the Bible is that the uh, books are grouped together by uh, themes or by genres a lot of the time and not necessarily um, in chronological order. And so you could fit uh, between Zephaniah and Haggai, you could put Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel um, between those two books, uh, you could also put portions of Second Kings and Second Chronicles um, in between. And uh, what you would do if you were to look at it chronologically is you would basically place Haggai right in the middle of the book of Ezra. the The year is very clearly defined in the book of Haggai. Uh, it's it's 520 BC, and it's actually the fall of 520 BC. He is speaking directly to uh, the the governor at that time who is Zerubbabel. He has come back from uh, Babylon. He's ruling, reigning, so to speak, governing uh, over Jerusalem. Um, and, and we know pretty clearly the history of what's going on here. Uh, what is going on is that the people have returned and uh, they are... Um, They've been given provisions, they've been given a lot of uh, opportunities, but instead of building God's house, they uh, have decided to build their own homes. And they've actually taken the lumber that was provided for the temple and they've used it for themselves. And so uh, the, the main theme of Haggai is uh, basically put God first uh, and stop uh, putting yourself before God. Uh, that's the main message. That's the main theme. And in the book of Haggai, uh, a couple very interesting things. Number one, it's the it's the only book of the Bible that is two chapters long, um, and so it's a pretty short book. Uh, but it is in, in that two short uh, chapters, you have an abundance of uh, a couple of things. One is uh, nineteen times it will tell you, or, or Haggai, or he, he gets the, the word directly from the Lord. He says, thus says the Lord, or declares the Lord, or this is the voice of the Lord, or this is the Lord's message, 19 times in two chapters. Also, um, it, it's uh, pretty heavy with uh, the imagery of the host, uh, God of the host, um, which is uh, an idea uh, that God is um, ruling and reigning and... Um, that he has a lot of, of angels at his disposal, that he's uh, a powerful God. And so uh, the, the terminology, Lord of hosts, um, while that occurs pretty frequently in Scripture, a third 
uh, of those instances are going to find, you're going to find them in these last three books of the Bible. And they're not long books. So one-third of all those instances, Lord of hosts, is going to occur in Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, uh, which it has to do with uh, the understanding uh, the people have come back from Babylon. They, they've been given a certain amount of freedom. They're not fully free. They're still uh, living in a, a, a military occupation, and they will um, pretty much forever. That's going to be the, the instance or the, the situation for Israel um, for the remainder until Jesus returns, uh, that they're going to live in a kind of a tenuous freedom. They have a little bit of freedom, but they also have uh, 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 some military occupation going on. They're sharing, even in our day, they're sharing their land. Um, they don't have control over Jerusalem. They don't really have control over the temple mount. Um, and so that's, that's been prophesied throughout Scripture that that would happen. It's the age of the Gentiles, and it's going to continue um, until the return of Christ. Um, but in Haggai's day, the Lord of hosts, what that really is indicating is that God is still in control, that even though they're experiencing this kind of oppression, uh, that God is still fulfilling his promises. He's still, he has his uh, end in mind. He will complete all the things that he has uh, told his people and prophesied would happen. Um, he's still very able to do that. Um, but uh, this is going to be the situation. Uh, they're going to live in a, uh, an oppressed um, uh, situation for, for a long, long time. Um, and so he is Lord of hosts. Um, but another interesting thing about Haggai is that um, he prophesies and he declares the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. And so it's pretty directed, pretty pointed message. And what's interesting um, is, and this is kind of unfortunate that this is so rare, but uh, Zerubbabel and the people, they respond immediately with obedience. They actually take the message to heart and they begin to do uh, exactly what uh, was prophesied. And so um, it, it, what you see in Haggai is a very practical message and very quickly a, it, the practical response that the people obey and they begin to build the temple of the Lord. And so um, the result here is that, um, or the uh, discipline or the, the um, threat, you might say, is that there's a spiritual reality behind what they were experiencing. This was kind of the evidence of, of w how they knew that this was the word from the Lord. Um, they, were, they were trying to bless themselves. They were trying to become prosperous in their own strength. They were neglecting God, neglecting his temple, neglecting the things that he had commanded and, and called them to do and to be. Uh, and as a result, no matter how hard they worked, they could not prosper. And so the, the New Testament and Jesus, he picks this up and he says, Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. In Haggai, uh, what he says is that uh, you, you plant your, your fields, but you don't ever have enough harvest. You, you make enough money, but you never have enough money. Um, and so there's this issue that uh, no matter how hard they work, because God's not blessing it because they're not seeking the Lord, um, they're finding themselves continually uh, in, in a state of uh, lack. They just don't have quite enough. They, they can't quite get ahead. And so th you have to be careful with that principle because if you take it 
just a little bit too far, you're going to end up with a, a sense of the uh, heresy of the prosperity gospel that um, that if I um, am a faithful person, then God will just pour out his blessings and I'll be wealthy. Uh, that's not what's going on here. The, what's going on here is the uh, the issue, the spiritual issue, that uh, you can never outgive God. You can never um, pursue your own uh, benefit um, to the extent that you will um, be blessed. You can't bless yourself. You you have to seek the Lord, and this is what Haggai um, is calling the people to do: to seek the Lord, put Him first, and let Him bring the blessing uh, that that He He will bring. And so. Um, the wonderful thing about Haggai is that uh, you see the results right away. It's very practical, and uh, and they actually receive the blessing um, in their own lifetimes. And so, uh, Haggai again, it's a oh, it's a great book. It's a short book, um, but uh, it's very interesting when you begin to fold it into the history of of what's going on in the book of Ezra. And I would again uh, encourage you uh, as you read it, uh, maybe pause. When you see Zerubbabel um, in the book of Ezra, pause and go over to Haggai and, and read that book and then come back to Ezra uh, because it will open up your Bible more and more because it is your Bible, book by book.